0: All right, John chapter 13, verse number 34. A new commandment. Everybody say a new commandment. I give unto you that ye love one another. Say that with me. Love one another. Some of y'all need some help in this place. In this area, my Lord. Love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. When you examine how Christ loved us, and we're commanded to love one another that way, I'm sorry, but that takes care of every situation And problem that you might have between a brother or a sister. There's nothing going on in your life that God doesn't tell you to fall on your face. And repent and ask forgiveness and forgive and get it right with your brother and your sister. Don't get quiet on me. I'm just getting going. I'm trying to get us into heaven. Tell your neighbor, be nice to see you there. Verse 35, by this, now here we go, by what? By your love for one another. Now, not any kind of love, not a convenient love, the kind of love that He loved us with. When you have that love for your brother and sister, that you're willing to lay down your life for them. Even if they pull the hairs out of your face. And put whips on your back. And shove a crown of thorns on your forehead. And call you, uh, as they did then and as they do now. And call you immoral. By this, everybody say, by this. Shall Who? Who shall this all men know that ye are my disciples if ye have love one to another? That's an action being that's a what they call a "be in action" word. If you have love, one, two, another, and if it's not an action being word, it it should be. It fits. So, we're gonna talk to us today. Try to help us. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to get some of you out of your bitterness, out of your pain. Out of your self-inflicted sorrow. And get us back where we need to be in God. Loving one another where we lay our lives down for one another. That's the church. That's when you know you're in the church. And not just a religious gathering. (sighs) Lord. Help the preacher. Thank you. Touch his mind, God. Touch my mind, my heart, my spirit. I yield myself to you. Come do your work in this place today. Speak to our hearts. Fix us. Fix us. Touch us, O God, with your glory change us help us to become the church that you called us to be i don't want to be religious god i want to be your child i want to be your disciple help us lord move amongst us and everybody say in jesus name Greet two or three people and tell them, I love you as Jesus loved me. A couple of weeks ago, we preached on the love of God for us. What a life-changing message God gave us. The week after that, last week, we ministered about our love to Him. That not only did He love us, but He asked us, Do we love Him? And He said to you and I that if you love Me, you will keep My commandments. One of those commandments I read in our text here today. I don't know how long I'm going to minister, so I hope you just kind of pay attention and get a hold of this. And I'm just praying and asking God that He would go beyond any words that could be said or anything that... Could be done here today that his spirit would just begin to heal our hearts and to heal our spirits and heal our minds. But he gave a commandment here. This wasn't a suggestion. He looked at them and he said, A new commandment I give unto you that ye love one another as I. Have loved you. Now, loving your neighbor is not a new commandment. Leviticus chapter 19 and verse number 18 tells us, Thou shalt not avenge nor bear any grudge against the children of thy people. But thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. I am the Lord. Yes. Loving our brother and our sister is not a new commandment in God's Word. So why did Jesus say, A new commandment I give unto you that ye love one another. Reason why he called it a new commandment because he adds a dimension that you love one another like I have loved you. This is the area that becomes new because when you walk through the pages of the Old Testament you find out that there are laws and principles that that you can be repaid for damage and and that if someone takes from something from you, they are to return it and then they're to pay. Even above that, if they take a cattle, they're to return it and give four more in its place. And, and so there's all kinds of rules and laws and applications of the Old Testament that kind of went along with this thing that revenge not and judge not and, and don't hold a grudge. Why? Because I've got a whole list of laws here that are going to avenge you in your stead but here Jesus says I'm talking about a love like I love you what are you talking about Jesus if they hit you on the right give them your left if they take your cloak give them your coat if they speak evil of you pray for them if they steal from you bless them if they persecute you lift them up before me and pray and exalt them. It's a dimension to love that you and I need to get a hold of. If we're going to make it, if we're going to get to heaven, if we're going to get through this world, we have got to adopt the love that Jesus brought to us. I just want to tell you, I just want to make it as plain as I can make it. Some of us need to look in the mirror. And we need to ask ourselves the question why is it I keep losing my friends? Why is it every time I get close to somebody, we end up in some kind of horrible disagreement, some bad situation? I'm going to tell you why. It's because you've never adopted the love of Christ. You are too easily offended. When people speak about you, it hurts your feelings. When somebody does you wrong, you get all upset. And judgment... And vengeance and bitterness gets in your heart. And you have never loved your brother like Christ loves you. I am preaching to every single one of us here today. If you are going to be a true soul winner, especially in the last days, you got to get a hold of what pastor is trying to deliver to this beloved congregation here this morning. Because I'm going to tell you, if you don't learn how to forgive... And if you don't learn how to love, no matter what people do to you, no matter what you go through, no matter how much they lie to you, no matter how much they lie about you, no matter how much they cheat you, no matter how much they talk about you, if you don't learn how to love them, you will never be a soul winner. You better hear a fact of life and a fact of the kingdom. Somebody say we are in war reason why you'll never be a soul winner is because when you begin to work with a soul the devil's going to make sure that somehow some kind of an offense comes your way with that individual or that family or that job or that situation or whatever it is and he knows he can get in you and he knows he can offend you and when he offends you you're going to lose your power and your ability To reach the lost, I am here to tell you we live in an evil world. The devil is ravaging this place, he's trying to tear this thing apart. And the only thing that's going to work in the last days is love. One more time, clap your hands to the Lord and give God praise. There ought to be no church on the planet that loves people of sin more than the church called by His name. There should not be a church in this city that loves people of sin more than we do. If someone living in an immoral lifestyle walks through those doors, they ought to feel overwhelmed by the love of God so much that they begin to see deliverance and they see the darkness of their life because of the light of love. They ought to walk through those doors and start staggering from drunkenness of the power of the love of God that they feel, no matter what they look like, no matter how they dress, no matter where they come from, no matter their race, their culture, their background, their financial status, their social status. We love them all. God died for. The world. We have to love them like Christ loved them. Now, you know when you when you get a I wish I had a badge, but if I was a sheriff and uh, I wanted to make you my deputy. I'd go get a little badge that said deputy and I'd put that on your lapel right there and I'd put a gun on you too and when you come out and everybody saw that little lapel they would would know you were a deputy and the power of the sheriff was behind you. Now, basically, this is what God is saying here. He's saying now, I know that there's a lot of things that can recognize you uh, as being a part of the, you know, the police force, right? You can you can wear a police uniform. You can wear the trooper hat. You can uh, maybe even steal a car and drive it around. But I want to tell you what makes them all different. You know what they show every time they knock on the door? Every time they open the door, they reach in their pocket and they pull out their, their badge. Who said Gun. stupid media they pull out their badge they flip it open and it says sheriff or deputy or FBI gives identification of who they are problem with you and I is we dress the part we act sometimes the part we know the part But the one thing that the Bible says sets me and you apart from the rest of the world is our love to one another. My God, Holy Ghost, help me. Holy Ghost, help me. Holy Ghost, help me. I want to tell you, what you want to do if somebody offends you? Don't waste no time. You get over there, you wrap your hands around their feet, and you say, forgive me. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend you. I didn't mean to hurt you. Forgive me. Don't you give a moment. Don't you give a second. Don't you give space for bitterness and revenge and grudging. it will destroy you and it will destroy your children and it will destroy your marriage and it will destroy everything you touch. Tears churches apart. Tears families apart destroys kids. Siblings turn on one another all because we don't wear the only badge Jesus ever gave us. And that was love for one another. Don't give me so many stinking headaches. got to run around taking care of your stupid petty problems that you've allowed to get in your heart because you're a disobedient to the word of God he said I give you a new commandment love one another as I have loved you, I want to tell you that if Christ loved me like some of us love one another, we would all be lost. He that gave up on you a long time ago, he that threw you out a long time ago, he that pulled back the breath of life a long time ago, he that snuffed you out. And to my guests, it's only the odd weekends I preach like this. So, next week is an even weekend. So, come back. You're welcome. Everybody say, Love Love. my neighbor as myself. Jesus said, even as I have loved you, it's a new love because it was the first time that a people would know what it meant to really be loved. You know, when he was teaching that to them, they still had no clue of what was about to take place. They came into that garden. They grabbed him. Simon Peter pulled a sword. Cut off the ear of the servant Jesus. Because he loved him. Because he loved him. He reached down. And he picked up that ear. And he put it back on that soldier. And he healed him. Because he loved him too. He loved the guy that said he'd give his life for him. And he loved the guy that come to take his life. It didn't matter to him because it never matters to true love. Love doesn't have boundaries. Love doesn't see isms and sisms. Love, no, 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 no. Love has no qualifications for its exuberance. You will never, we will never qualify for the love of God. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Then why are you making your brother and sister qualify for yours? they don't meet your criteria, if they don't fit in your mode, if they don't follow your path, if they don't do everything just the way you think it ought to be done. But you don't know how many times they've offended me. You don't know how many times they've hurt me. You're right, I don't. I don't. Simon Peter got upset one time. I think it was old Simon. He's usually the one doing all the talking. Simon Peter comes up and he says, hmm ha ha huh. What's this forgiveness mess you talking about? We ought to forgive my brother. How many times? What if he should I, Lord, dear Lord in heaven? Let's deal with the perfect number, Jesus. How about, can we put a number on it? How about seven How about if my brother offends me seven times in one day, how about I forgive him if he and Jesus said, how about 70 times seven? you want to put the perfect number on it Simon why don't we bring it out a little bit how about 70 times 7 how about 490 times every single day for the same thing if your brother offends you in another place he says and asks for your forgiveness you are to forgive him you are to bring him back into your circle back into your love back into your life back in I'm just talking about the word of God. Oh, but he's done it too many times. Love has no boundary. Come on, church. We're not gonna make it if we don't learn how to love. You're not going to make it. You are not going to make it. going to die with bitterness in your heart. You're gonna die with anger in your heart over what? Over who? Amen. Amen. You've buried. A philosopher couldn't get it out. A psychologist couldn't get it out. You bury that thing so stinking deep. And you're going to die with it. And he's going to look at you at judgment. And he's going to say, I gave you one command." everybody say one one command love now it's divided up in two parts love God love your neighbor I understand that we already dealt with the God part one commandment I gave you and you're going to stand before him and you're going to try to justify in the face of the one who they pulled their hairs out of his face shoved a spear in his side beat his back with the cat of nine tails shoved a crown of thorns upon his head they mocked him they treated him cruelly his entire three and a half years of ministry they accused him of of idolism of proclaiming to be God they they ridiculed Accused him. They hated him. They sought him out to kill him. They tortured him. They nailed him to a cross till he took his last breath. And that's the God you're going to stand in front of and try to justify your bitterness, your grudge your lack of forgiveness oh I forgave him no you didn't no you didn't he didn't say love for one another is that comfortable because I wish I could do that that would hurt my leg if I sat like that. My Lord and Earth, Trying to justify. Before him. But I do love him pastor. No, no, no. Because. He didn't say love for one another. He said love to one another. Until you start in your actions loving them, you have not forgiven them. It's the truth. Well, how do I do that? I don't know. I don't know. Every situation is different. Get on your knees. Pray. Seek God. Talk to the Lord. But this one thing I do know, you better get it out of your heart. You better get it out of your mind you got you got to get vengeance God said no vengeance he said uh, don't hold no grudges he said you I, I'm gonna take it as the Old Testament I'll take care of this and he had that long list of rules there you know that how he would judge the people and all all how the people would be uh, uh, restitution would be given back to them because of the uh, because of what would happen to them but the Lord said I give you a new commandment you love them like I have I've loved you. There is no restitution. There is nothing going to be repaid you in this life. You will suffer. You will be persecuted. You will be talked about. You will be done wrong. You will be cheated on. You will be lied to. You will be stabbed in the back. They'll take your job from you. They'll steal your promotion from you. They'll lie on you. They'll, They'll do all these things against you. And I will not bring restitution into your life. Your restitution's gonna come when the trumpet blows or when you take your last breath and the next time you open up your eyes and you see the face of the Lord Jesus Christ and he looks at you and he says, "Well." done my good and faithful servant thou has been persecuted thou has been lied to you've been cheated on you've been abused mistreated you've been done horribly all these things have happened to you but you kept the right spirit you kept loving them you kept reaching for them and now some of them have gotten into the house of God some of them are saved how many of you in this place here today know this will be a fact that when someone has done something bad to you you kept the right spirit you get what right. And now many of them are serving God today. Somewhere down the road we need to understand that the greatest witness that we have is our love one to another. It is the most powerful Christ characteristic that exists. Your dress code reeks hypocrisy because you don't back it up with love. Your deeds will burn, Jesus said. Your good works will burn because you don't back it up with love. It's not about how much you give. It's not about how much you suffer. It's not about how well you dress. It's not about how much you sacrifice. None of those things matter. Paul the apostle said if I have my body and I give it to burn. I give all I have. It's just the sound of a tinkling piece of brass. A little clinging in the air. If I don't have charity that goes along with it. If I don't have my love to my brother. My love to a lost world. There are some of God's kids that are sitting on these seats right now that you have severe problems with family members. They've done you wrong. They've lied about you that you didn't like the way they treated mama. You didn't like it because you wanted the big stone at the grave and they got the little stone and you have hated them ever since. You wanted to bury mama next to Uncle John and they wanted to bury mama next to uh, Aunt Susie. And because y'all couldn't make up your mind, they buried her next to some stranger. And you've been divided ever since. Dad died and left you over all the money and, and they just know that you didn't tell everything. You didn't show everything. You didn't reveal everything. You kept some back and the money caused a division in you. You bought something, you sold it, you did something with it. Now your family's divided. Why? Because you did not love. families are torn apart because we let, we let ungodliness and bitterness and envy and we justify it. You hurt my mother. You hurt my father. You hurt my brother. There is no justification of hatred. None. How do I mend this? I don't know but you better mend it. You better do whatever it takes. Well, they're not going to receive it. That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. You make it right. I can't tell you how many times God has pushed me in those situations. And I've told this before. I remember as a young evangelist just starting out preaching. I was done wrong by a pastor. He's dead and gone. Been gone for years. And uh, it wasn't really his fault in a way. He, uh, He just believed something that wasn't true. And because of it. Uh, He began to uh, come against me in some different ways, and and so I tried to keep the right spirit. I eventually I just my last six months of college I went to a different uh, I went to a different church and I just tried to make it out. I got out on the evangelistic field and I've been preaching for about a year, and uh, I was on my knees and God kept bringing that brother up to me, and I said, "Oh yes, Lord, get him, get him, get him, get him, get him, Lord." Ah, he's so mean. He shouldn't have done that to me, Lord. You know, oh, yeah. Bring him up again. I'll pray for him again, Lord. Bring him up again. I'll pray for him again. Oh, yeah. Get him, get him, get him, get him, get him. And the Lord began to deal with me. And he said, no, I'm not going to get him, son. I'm here to get you. Because you're the one with the problem. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not the one with the problem. I never said a word about him. Everything he thinks I did, I didn't do. It's all a lie. None of it's true. He said, I didn't say anything. You're the one with the problem, son. And he kept dealing with me. And so finally, I drove 400 miles. He opened the door. I got down. I said, brother, forgive me. Forgive me for offending you. Forgive me. He reached down. He touched me on my my head. He said, I was wondering when God was finally going to deal with you and your evil ways. It's the truth. Let me tell you something. You should never go to bring to a brother the love that I'm talking about and expect reciprocation. If you're expecting for the in kind to come back to you, more than likely you're going to be sorely disappointed. Because before God began to deal with either one of you, both of you thought you were right. Both of you played the scenario out of your head and you were right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Can I get it through your head? god don't give a flip about who's right he cares about how we respond it's always about response it's about carrying that badge it says i'll love you if you hit me i'll love you if you put stripes on me I love you. I love you if you abuse me. I love you if you lie about me. I love you if you try. That's the badge we're talking about. Not love for you, love to you. What do you say in Jesus? He died on a cross. That was love to you. He loved you in heaven. That was love for you. For God so loved the world. I was love for you. But when he died on the cross, that was love to you. And he said, this is the new commandment I give you. That you have love to one another like I have loved you. And so many of us are justifying ourselves. And we're justifying it in the fact that we have love for them. But God said you have to have love to them. Watch. It is love to them that brings healing, not love for them. Because love for them is done from a distance. They never feel it. They never know it. You love them. They're your sister. They're your brother. You love them but it will heal nothing. It will fix nothing. Only when you have love to them can healing begin. When you yield yourself, your pride, your self-righteousness, your arrogance, when you yield. I'm trying to save someone in this building tonight. I'm telling you, some of you got some serious family problems and you've let bitterness get in your heart. And the Holy Ghost has come into this place here today to talk to you and to tell you, go get it right. But I've tried. Go try again. Go do it again. Do something new. Do something else. Do whatever you've got to do. But you've got to make sure you get it right. About a year later. I went back to that same brother, same thing. I went back a third time. I remember the fourth time I went there. Basically the same response, except his response was sort of like in this way. Son, please don't come back anymore. I think we've made this right. I was driving home in my car that day, and I was weeping. And I said, God, why are you doing this to me? Why? Why? am I so bad is it so bad God why are you doing this and the Lord spoke to me and he said I never one time did it for you it was always about him it was always about giving him an opportunity to get right what is in his heart. He doesn't have long to live. He died just a few months later. I didn't know that. The Lord said, he doesn't have long to live. It's about him. I'm trying to give him an opportunity. And the only person he can get it right with is you. So I had to send you to him, and I couldn't send you to him as the righteous one because you're too stinking arrogant. And if I would have sent you in the attitude of the fact that you're going to give this poor soul an opportunity to get his heart and his, and his life right. He said, nothing would have ever happened. Your spirit of arrogance and pride and justification would have beamed out of you. I had to send you as the guilty one, as the humble one, as the one that needed forgiveness, the one who begged for repentance so that somehow, some way, maybe I might be able to get into his heart and reach something inside of him to bring him to repentance I know I got to close I'm sorry I've been going on and on and on with this but I want to tell you God's trying to fix something in here we got to have love one to another. You have, a, you have a quorum with a brother or sister. I'm not asking you to go to them today. I'm asking you to go to prayer. I'm asking you to fast and pray about it and ask God to talk to you about it and to minister to you and to speak to your heart and to speak to your spirit. And to give you a way that maybe somehow you can bring restu- restitution. Because I want to tell you, it's not worth it. You have no idea what it's doing to your family. You have no idea of the spirit you're carrying around. And what it's going to do to your kids. And only by the mercy of God will they be saved. And the judgment of God walks in this place today. Not to judge you, but to reveal what's coming. It's not worth it. Don't let them, don't let them die before you can get to them. But I didn't do anything. Well, I'm pretty sure you did. Jesus. Every mind on the Lord for just a moment. Will you do that just for a moment? Let's just think on Him for a second. This altar is open if you just want to come down and pray for a little bit here today As we make our way down here You know the reason I think so many of us have not been able to win our family members is because we're trying to win them with our dress code. We're trying to win them with our doctrine. We're trying to win them with our separation. We're trying to win them with these kinds of things when the only thing that's going to win them is love. Showing love to them. Bringing love to them. Just treating them in love and honor and respect. God, we come to You today, Lord. We need healing. We need healing. We need healing. Let's make our way to the altar, if you will. Let's come and talk to the Lord today. Let's let Him speak to us. I know it's been, it's been a little rough preaching today. But I feel like the Lord is dealing with our hearts. Some of you have been done wrong really bad, really bad. And you've been done wrong more than once. And by the same person. Yes, you have. I know that. I understand. I've spoken with many of you over the phone. I've spoken with you in person. I've I've spoken with you through emails and situations. Pastors just hear the Lord has come to tell you it's not worth it. It's not worth holding on to that, holding on to that bitterness, holding on, holding on to that revenge. And the only way to heal it, the only way to heal it is, is love to one another. God loved us. We love Him. We've got to love one another. We're not going to make it. We're not going to make it in if we don't fix this. Because every time we get over one, there's going to another one that's going to come. If He knows He can bring bitterness and, 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 and heart and into your life to the point where you can't get over it, you can't get it out of your mind. It, it stays with you. You go to bed with it. You get up in the morning with it. You carry it with you all day. It's with you all day. Oh, you got you to gotta let it go. You got to let it go. It's not about justification. It's not about making it right. It's 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 just you got to let it go. You got to forgive. Forgive them over and over and over. And then show them love. Bring love to them. Love to one another. Love to one another. Love to one another. If he knows, Satan knows he can do this to you, he'll never stop. He'll just keep coming back again and again and again and again. But watch how we can flip that coin. Watch this. On the other hand, if He sees that every time someone offends you, you show them love. If He sees that every time someone comes against you, you reciprocate with love. He's going to back off. Because not only are you saving yourself, you're saving them too. Not only are you fixing you, but you're helping fix them as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, that's how, that's how you prevent this stuff. You just start obeying the word of God. Have love one to another as I have loved you and I gave my life for you. I wonder how Simon Peter felt when he saw his Christ upon the cross and after the resurrection and he found out that Jesus did all of that so that he could be saved and filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. I wonder how Peter felt when he remembered himself asking God, do I have to forgive seven times? Do I have to do it seven times? Peter, you got no clue what Jesus is talking about when He says love them like I have loved you. But you're going to learn, son. You're going to find out. You're going to learn. My brother Sam asked me one time. We were pastoring in Lake Charles. He asked me, he said, Pastor, uh, he called me Dan. He said, Dan, he said, How are you, why are you letting them get away with that a particular family that had done a certain thing, and they had done it several times, and it was pretty bad stuff. He said, why are you letting them get away with that? And I said, Sam, every time I think of everything God has forgiven me of, I can't help but forgive my brother when I stand before him And I I think every thought he's forgiven me of, every idle word he's forgiven me of, every deed of unrighteousness, every deed of hatred, every action, every emotion that he continuously loves me and forgives me and helps me to try to do better. Oh, I can't find myself in a place of unforgiveness. It's the story. We all know it. The king. The king forgives a great debt. The man goes out, finds a poorer, a poorer man than him who owes him money. Says, pay up. I can't. Throws him in prison. The king finds out. They bring the man back and he says, I've forgiven you of $10 million and you couldn't forgive Of a hundred dollars. Where do you think you got that hundred dollars to loan to him? And you won't even forgive him of that. And I forgave you of the very debt that gave you the money to make the loan. And that's how we're going to look in the face of God. We're going to stand there. And He's going to be talking to us about things that we just weren't willing to let go because we just got our little feelings hurt. We were just done wrong. Things just weren't done right. And, you know, people just didn't treat us the way they should have treated us. And they just lied on us and did us wrong. And, and we're just standing. We're just waiting for God to kill them all. You're going to stand before Him and he's going to say, I forgave you of all of this. I put in you the power of forgiveness. And you wouldn't even use what I gave you to bless somebody else. I just wanted to touch them, that's all. I just wanted to help them. And I was using you to help them. I know, I know they hurt you. You want to hear the real deal? He sent them to you. He knew they would hurt you. Because He trusted you to respond in the right way. Because it was never about you. It was always about them. He was just trying to reach them. Trying to love them. Trying to be there for them. Trying to help them out. Trying to save them. Trying to get them out of their state of bitterness and ungodliness and hatred and everything else that abides. And that's the reason why they hate you. Because they're full of hate. And the moment you got in their life, their hate came out on you. And they hurt you. But God saw hope that if they can respond right with love, just maybe I can penetrate that heart. And I can save them. Just maybe. Lord, we come before you today. We stand here because we love you. We love your ways. We love your truth. We love your word. We don't want this in us, God. We, we don't want it. We fight it every day. We fight it every day. We fight it every day. We don't want it, God. We want it out of us, Lord. We want it out of our heart. We want it out of our mind. We want it out of our spirit. We're tired of carrying it, God. We're tired of carrying it. We want to get rid of it, Lord. God, we come before you. We give our hearts, our minds, our souls, our spirits. We give ourselves to you today. And Lord, you have spoken to us. You have spoken to us. The way to fix this, the way to heal this is love to one another. We're going to have to show love to our brother. We're going to have to show love to our sister. We can't worry about what they do back. We just got to show it. We got to do it. It's the only way our heart's going to be healed. Oh, God. Lord, I pray that you'll help us today. Help this church, God. Lord we want to be filled with your love God we want to wear the badge of discipleship upon us that everywhere as we go that badge is not our dress it's not our doctrine no it's not those things it's our love for one another our love to one another our love to the lost our love to our enemies our love to those that are God that are burdened in bondage and don't know what to do It's our love to Him. It's our love to them. It's our love to them, Lord. It's our love to them, Jesus. God, I pray, help us. Help us, God. Deal with us. Deal with our hearts. Deal with our spirits. Deal with us, God. Cleanse us. we got to leave cleansed today. We got to have these things out of our heart. We got to have them out of our spirit, Lord. Help us, God. It's the only way to bring healing. We got to have healing, God. We got to have healing in this place. There's got to be healing. We got to be made whole. Listen to Pastor, you got to be made whole. You got to be made whole. Come on, call on God. You got to be made whole. Open up your mouth, just call on Him. Oh, Jesus, I got to be made whole. 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 Come on, your son has hurt you. Your daughter has hurt you. Your parents have hurt you. Your sibling has hurt you. They've done you wrong. They've cheated you. Come on, your co-worker has, has stolen your position. They lied about you. They got you fired. Bad things have happened every time you see them. It just rises up in you again. Oh God, we got to be healed of these things. We gotta be healed. We gotta be healed. We gotta be healed. We think we're we think we're loving. I want to close with this. I want you to listen. I'm closing with this right here. Listen, we think we're loving. We think we're doing the will of God. We think we're spreading the gospel. Oh, oh God. We're trying to figure out why we can't get results we teach we give Bible studies we pray for people we witness why can't I get in results I don't want to hurt you I know you love God listen to pastor God is just here to help you I know you love him I know you're doing your best but the reason why you're not getting the results that you think you should be getting is because everything that you're doing is tainted with bitterness everything that you're doing is tainted with unforgiveness And people feel that and they can't quite put their finger on it and they don't quite know what it is. It hinders. It hinders. we got to fix these things in our life to fix them I've met people that don't even have this truth but they were so full of love you could feel it oozing out of them you didn't want to receive it because they don't have truth so they must not really have love you know how we do that yeah they must not really have love they don't have truth oh yes they do and it's flowing out of them like a river and it's why they're winning so many people because they do it through love. Their love's pure. It's unadulterated. It's not tainted with bitterness or, or judgment or or, grudge, or grudges or anything like that. It's just pure love and it just flows out of them. You can see it in their eyes. Where's James Taylor? You still here, buddy? Where's James Taylor? That's good. I just I want to pick on you. I shook this guy's hand today, his dad pastors up north somewhere, I don't know what the church is, I don't care, I'm going to tell you, when that man hugged me, I felt pure love out of him, I looked into his eyes, and there was so much love, I said, oh God, let my eyes be like that, let your love flow out of me. Let your love flow out of me, God. Let it flow. You got to get this stuff out of your heart. We'll start showing love one to another the way we should. One to another to our enemies, our church members, our brothers, our sisters, our family members. Just start loving them. Just start loving them. You don't have to try to fix nothing. Just start loving them. God will give the right opportunity to fix it. He'll make sure the right moment comes. Right now, just start loving them. Okay. I'm done. I ain't got nothing left. I'm done. Put your hand on your neighbor's shoulder, if you will. God, we stand before you as a church. Hurting. We need We need healing. We need healing. Oh, God, heal this church. Heal us. Heal us, God. Heal these families.